I see churches favor women. I'm Marion Wright, and this is Favorite Friends, the podcast that shares the beautiful, hopeful, and encouraging stories of Christian women. Well, a big hello to you after this little break. We hope that you're keeping well wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And we really hope that this episode of Favorite Friends brings a little bit of brightness into your life at the moment. I'm really pleased to bring you this episode with our special guest, Pastor Michelle Kelly. Michelle, along with her husband, Mike, is the campus pastor of our Townsville campus. And if you've ever had the joy of listening to her speak before, what you will hear in a moment is the depth of wisdom that comes out in her words. And that wisdom speaks to her story and her life experience, and she shares those so generously with us in this episode. Michelle joined me on Zoom recently to talk about marriage and ministry, but we also touched on the journey of motherhood and what to do when you're in the absolute throes of it, something happens and you realize, man, that was so not what I thought it was going to be like. In the light of Mother's Day just around the corner, I think that Michelle's journey will speak to so many of us. Here is Michelle Kelly. Welcome Thank to you. Favourite Friends, Michelle Kelly. Um, I I really loved getting to know you and finding a little bit more about you. And I, I do have tons of stuff that I want to ask you, but I thought we'd start with um, some fun questions that we always ask our guests. So yeah. um, I have given you a little bit of a heads up. So you've had a you bit have, of prep. thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So tell me. Mid's pandemic, what what is your favorite thing at the moment? Do you have a favorite thing? Oh, I think for me, the favorite thing is probably uh, resting from the rush. Like just the, um, you know, life is busy and um, full, um, which is good. But I think I just really enjoy the slow mornings. Um, obviously, I'm still working and um, kids are at home doing school. And I still have to be, you know, at check-in at, at 8.30 for work, but I don't have to get ready, you know, all that extra time that, that we have or I have. Um, not everyone has that. Um, so, yeah, resting from the rush, I'm really enjoying that, just being the slower pace of life um, works for me, mm. for now, for now. But I'm looking forward to being back at, at church and with the family, of course. Do you have a favourite item in your wardrobe? A favourite item in my wardrobe, um, at the moment, look, I'm a jeans girl, like boots, scarves, jeans, jackets, which really doesn't work for Townsville, right, um, at all. Girls, it's warm up here. I think that today is the first day I've actually put something on with a little bit of a sleeve on I've it. I've got long sleeves on too. And <laughs> Josh put a hoodie on this morning and I laughed at him. And then yeah. we walked outside and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's okay that you're wearing a hoodie. What is happening? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, what, 2nd of May and um, it's a little bit cooler. So, yeah, um, I guess I like Country Road. Um, the I've got a top in my cupboard. It's a Country Road. I've got it on special. So that's probably one of my faves at the moment. Yep. Country Road is my fave. Yeah. Um, do you have a favourite food? Favourite food, cheese. Cheese, cheese is my weakness, definitely. Um, if you want to get into specifics, like what kind of cheese are we talking? 
Well, well, not the blue cheese, not that. No, that's too extreme for me. Um, but like camembert or brie or things like that. Um, I like a good cheese or just <sighs> even a cheese pizza. Like I'm just, yeah, it's not good for me, but hey, it's all good. I love it. I'm so with you. Do you have a favourite book? Favourite book? Francine Rivers would have to be one of my favourite authors. Um, I don't do a whole lot of reading um, in terms of novels. Like I do read quite a bit, but in terms of novels because I get stuck in them and then the housework doesn't get done and the kids don't get fed and all of those kind of things. But Redeeming Love, I think, by Francine Rivers would be my fave. Mm, That's Um, a good one. Yeah. Um, Have you read anything good recently? My, uh, the one that my go-to at the moment is by Rebecca Lyons. Um, She's, um, she's written a book called Rhythms of Renewal, um, which is really about, um, she went through a um, panic attacks and had some real challenges with mental health in her life. So she's, she's come up with these four rhythms that really work for her. So it's really good actually for this season that we're in, or but just for anyone that, you know, wants to, um, have good mental health yeah so it's um rhythms of renewal Rebecca Lyons with a k and um, yeah so she's a good read can I ask a follow-up question just on that because we were talking about the pandemic before is yeah. there stuff that you're doing to take care of your mental health in a season like this um certainly going for extra walks or longer walks yeah just getting outside yeah, and um, obviously, you know, spending time with in the word and and that that's really the things for me. Yeah. Do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to now? At this point, everyone thinks that they have to say favorite friends. This is not why I'm asking. I'm just generally <laughs> wanting to know: Are you a podcast fan? What do you listen to? Do you have something you can recommend? Yeah, favorite friends is definitely up there. Um, um Havila Cunnington I think is her name she's quite good uh, I listened to some of hers um yeah Rebecca Lyons I read her book and she's also got some great great things especially in this season as well um I don't think Leanne is it Leanne and Jürgen um I don't know if she's got a podcast but I do listen to some of her messages online um they're from C3 Church in San Diego, I think. But, yeah, I love her preaching and her teaching. She's She's got guts and she shares some really powerful um, truths. So, yeah, that would be mine. Awesome. What do you think is the most interesting thing about you? Probably my, my um, background, I guess. Like I grew up in the in the back blocks of nowhere, like I'm a country girl. Um, Spent a lot of time um, on a property, cattle property. And so, you know, I was this very quiet, very shy um, girl, not not a whole lot of confidence. Um, so I, I guess coming from that background and being so remote, well, quite remote, and then now like, pastoring a church, um, leading people, speaking in front of people at times, um, you know, it's just, it seems just such a big contrast. 
um, mm. for me. So that I guess that's probably interesting um, for those that don't know too much about me. Yeah. So on on where you grew up, tell us a bit more about that. So where where was it? Where is this in the middle of nowhere? And uh, what was life like for you? So central Queensland, um, so I'm a Queensland girl. Um, yeah, so around um, Rockhampton and Emerald, I, I grew up on a cattle property. My dad's a station manager. He still is, um, still doing that today. He's, um, we've moved around to a few different properties, but they were all really in the central Queensland area. Um, so that, that's kind of what I've always known um, until I was about 16 or 17 when I left home just because we lived um, remotely for me to do, you know, um, schooling or continue with TAFE, kind of moved away from what I knew into Rockhampton. Um, so yeah, that life was life was pretty simple for us growing up. Um, we grew up, um, you know, my mum and dad are just really, really good people. They've got, uh, they've instilled just good values. Um, my dad's hardworking, loves the land, and so for me, a, a day a day would look like you know I did a lot, I did homeschooling most of my life. So grades, um, I think it was grade one. Grade seven, eight, and nine were the only years that I went to school. Wow. Um, and when I say school, school for me was at one stage um, for, for grade seven and eight, there was only you know, 22 kids in the whole school. So <laughs> just wow. extreme. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, life looked very different um, to what it does now. Um and we, I just, I just had a good upbringing, good parents. They loved us. They weren't perfect, but who is, what parent is. Um, and I just, I think at the time when I was growing up, I probably didn't appreciate where I lived as much as I do now. Um, you know, I'm really grateful. Country kids are pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so did a lot of horse riding, went mustering with my dad, um, you know, just, just country stuff and I learned to drive um, on our property on the property that my dad worked on and um, so I would drive to school with my mum to the bus stop so when I was like in grade seven it would take us 15 minutes to um, drive up the road to the bus stop and um, in this little yellow Datsun and um, yeah so that's how I learned to drive which was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. I'm a bit jealous. You didn't get to do stuff like that in the city at all. Yeah. 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 How, how do you feel your upbringing shaped you? Um, I think it gave me stability and um, my mum my and dad are honest, hardworking, you know, just got good values. So I think it just gave me that, that stepping stone Um I always knew I could count on my parents and yeah so I think I was it's just made me strong I guess um in, in not in a negative sense but it's just given me a strength yeah and then tell me where where did God come into the picture for you yeah so I grew up in a Christian home 
Um, so my my granddad um, was a pastor. My grandparents were pastors. My uncle was a pastor. My other uncle was a pastor. Um, so I was, I guess, in a family sense, surrounded by ministry and pastors, and um, which I just have an incredible heritage, which is awesome. Um, my my dad was involved in church leadership and and boards and things like that when he was able to. Um, and so for me, it, it didn't really become personal for me until I was about sixteen or seventeen. Um, I always knew, I think looking back on my life now, I knew that God was, he was always there. Like I remember writing, I would go and get the cows, uh, the milking cows in <laughs> most afternoons um, after school and just being out there in nature, just looking back now, I can just know God was there. Um, but I think for me, it wasn't a real personal decision that I actually put um, steps in place until I was about 16 or 17. I'd moved to Rockhampton, was living with the youth pastors um, of a church there and had this, I guess, newfound sense of independence because mum and dad weren't there and started going to the Baptist church um, down the road. And I just remember I don't remember what the message was about. I don't know who was even speaking. I just remember um, the Holy Spirit just tugging on my heart and just saying, you need to respond. You need to say yes. And um, I think from that point on, when I was about 16, 17, I um, just had this incredible hunger for the Bible. I just couldn't stop reading the Word of God and um, would go home from church and get home from, you know, t- I was doing TAFE at that stage um, and just want to read the Bible and just want to know God. So, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. So you moved from the country? Yes. To do Bible college, is that right? No, I moved from the country um, to, to Rockhampton to do TAFE. So I did yep. a business course yep. at TAFE and then I spent a couple of years in Rockhampton and um, then moved to Townsville um, when I was about 19 and went to Bible college. So tell me about the journey to go to Bible college. It sounds, from what how you were describing it, it sounded like you were surrounded by ministry, like you probably weren't yeah. going to escape it, you know, yeah. like it was going to be part of your future. So so you, you studied business and then moved to Townsville. What Was there like quite a strong push for you? Was it something you fought? How did that happen? So um, no, I didn't. In terms of ministry, I actually never had a desire. I don't think I, I can't even recall actually having a thought that, okay, I'm pursuing ministry. It just wasn't on my radar. Um, so when I um, I moved to Townsville, you know, I'd, I'd kind of come out of a messy relationship. Um, so I just needed a fresh start. So I moved to Townsville. My aunt and uncle lived there. They were pastors of a church, actually the church that, that I see is now in Townsville. They were actually the pastors um, for many years um, there. So I live with them. And I just remember one day coming home from church and I felt um, the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, go to Bible college. 
and was just this random thought. And um, I actually didn't even know there was a Bible college in Townsville. I didn't know my uncle actually lectured at this, you know, Bible college in Townsville. And so um, I spoke to my uncle about it and I just said, I just feel like I need to, I'm meant to go to Bible college. And um, he said, you know, that's really great. He said, why don't you give it six months? Why don't you just sit on that for six months? And if you still feel the same, because I think it was the middle of the year, if you still feel the same way, then, then go for it. Um, so that, that feeling and that sense of, of call to go to Bible college just didn't go away. So I, I stepped out, you know, tried to do all the sums on paper and um, it didn't work out on paper, but somehow God made a way as he does and went to Bible college. And I didn't go, I didn't go to Bible college with a desire for ministry. It was, I just want to know God. I just want to know the Bible. I just want to get to know who is God. And um, I'm, we're always going to be on that journey, right? <laughs> There's always more of God. So. When did you meet Mike? I met Mike at Bible College. Did so, you? Yes. Some bridal college thing. Like yes. that was real. It's a real thing. <laughs> wasn't wasn't um, my plan, but yes. Um, yeah, so I went to, I, I met him actually. I don't know what day I noticed him. Like it was obviously in the, the um, early few weeks. But the first time I actually remember thinking I think he might be the one for me he was actually sitting on the drums attempting to play drums um, (laughs) in our little chapel service and um yeah and I just had this thought I didn't know that it was God at the time but it was like yeah I think I think he's actually the one so what was it about him I'm always so interested to know um like what was it about a person that that got you you know so what what was it about him um he had a sense of fun I Mm. think um which I need in my life (laughs) and like that was one thing but the the really big thing was that he loved God like he just um wanted to pursue God he's got an an incredibly soft heart towards God always has had that and so that's you know that's really what I love about him and that's what I first loved about him and that's what I still love about him now so yeah he was in second year so he was a year ahead of me in college and him and his mate um used to sit up the back of the class and basically um you know they were the class clowns of Bible college and so he started to get my attention that way. My husband is such a fan of your husband. And <laughs> um, I think when, you know, he, you guys were so generous and, and had him stay in your home for a bit when he was visiting, he said to me, um, the Kelly kids are hilarious. I think it's because Mike is hilarious yep. and we need to make sure that we actively breed humour in our <laughs> breeded children. I've seen it. I've seen it happen and I think I think we can do it. So, yes. so that, that sense of fun really comes across to lots of people who know him, I think. Yeah, he likes to have fun. Just, yeah. um, you know, he can... He can occasionally still make me laugh, so there you go. <laughs> That's winning. After how many years of marriage? 
uh, 20 years actually. Oh, congratulations. Um, last week, yeah. That's awesome. So how, how long were you together? When did you get married? So um, we got married in um, 2000. Um, so we were together probably a year. Um, we probably would have got married earlier. Mike was pretty keen. <laughs> so he spoke to my dad pretty early on. Wow. Um, but my, I can't even remember the time frame now, but he, um, he spoke to my dad pretty early on and, and my dad said, just, just give it six months. Seems to be a theme. <laughs> give it six months and, um, and yes, then you have my blessing. So, Yeah. It's, it's funny when um, I see you both now and, and Josh and I actually first met you both when you were pastoring a church on, on the north side of Brisbane and yeah. you've, you've obviously spent a good chunk of your life in ministry together. You now pastor our Townsville campus and I'm interested to know what, what's happened in between, Michelle, like, you know, from, from this point in the story where you weren't considering ministry as something for your life and then you meet this guy in Bible college and then cut to, you know, this yeah. bit, <laughs> fill, fill us in on, on the bit in the middle. How, yeah. how did you embrace ministry for your life? Yeah, um, well, it's been a journey, Um but a good one, a good one. I think I never really looked for ministry. Um, it it kind of found me. Um, you know, I'm, I often remember that verse in the Bible. I think it's in John 15 where God chose, he did the choosing, he chose us. And um, for me, um, so we were in, we met and married in Townsville. We've kind of done full circle, actually. We met and married in Townsville and we've kind of come right back around and we're back in Townsville, um, which I never would have guessed. Mm. But the part in the middle, I guess, um, we moved away to the Blue Mountains after being married a few months, um, probably four or five months, and um, took on a youth pastor role down there. So we were there for seven years. Um, And I kind of never really saw myself as... Um, a minister, a church minister or stuff. I was just married to Mike. So I went where he went. And um, so I think, you know, it, it just kind of, I just kind of stumbled upon ministry. It just kind of evolved and it just happened. And um, I think for me, it was really about, for me, my whole life was about, um, I just want to get married and I want to be a good wife. And I want to have kids. I want to be a great mum. Like that, that was what was in um, my mind. That was my dream. I just want to be, have a good marriage and be a great mum to my kids. And I remember reading a book one day. I think it was by Darlene Check. Um, I think maybe Kiss of Heaven or something like that. And, and this phrase um, that she said in there about um, marriage motherhood and ministry and I was like ah I can do all three like um it's possible and I think that just that started to to um just burn within me and stir within me and you know I I just little by little became more involved in connecting with people loving people you know, have had opportunities to share and preach at, at youth and 
and um, church and it just kind of it just kind of outworked and um, one of my favorite scriptures I think is you know um, it talks about doing what your hand finds to do and do it with all your might. So just serving God um, wholeheartedly with whatever the opportunity is that is in front of you. And, and that's what I did. And we spent seven years in the Blue Mountains, loved the Blue Mountains, a beautiful place to live, beautiful people. And then um, Mike just felt a real stirring to to pastor our own church and um so we, um, we stepped out in faith and, um, you know, spoke to our pastors and did all of that and I went on this journey um, where we stepped out in faith and actually there was no churches available to pastor, nothing kind of at that stage. And so we stepped out in faith and, and ended up in North Brisbane um, in, a, in a church in North Brisbane, started with you know, 23 people when we first got there, a little bit like school, 20 people in my school, uh, 20 people in our church. And, yeah, we spent 11 years in North Brisbane pastoring and, and again, marriage and motherhood was my focus, but ministry is obviously, you know, just doing my part and doing what I'm, I can do, bringing what I can do. And I think for Mike and I, we're a team. I would never pastor a church on my own. Um, I think, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, we're team players and what he can bring is um, different to what I can bring. So, yeah, so we, that's kind of really short um, snapshot of the last 20-odd years. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know how you embraced leadership um, you you described yourself as an introvert, as someone yeah. who um, you know wasn't gonna like put themselves out there, or be the first one to do that. What what did you have to learn about about leading um, authentically? You know. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the best things um, our pastor did for us when we we're in the Blue Mountains, or for me personally, was um, you know I was quite shy and introverted. And so he put me in charge of new people. <laughs> That's as, a good pastor. <laughs> as you do, you know, I'm going to yeah. stretch this girl and get her out of her comfort zone. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, you know, I could have resisted. Um, but I think just having a yes in, in your heart to, to what God wants to do, that's um, easy to say, but I think, you know, things opportunities unfold and things unfold as you just keep a a right heart before God so yeah and you know I've had to grapple at times with with ministry you know am I just in ministry because I'm married to Mike um but I'm not there's a there's a call of God on my life and you know just being confident and stepping into that um daily and yeah I don't think about it so much anymore I just I just I just do it. I think ministry um, for a couple, let alone a family, is so consuming. You know, um, you. I think I, I've said this before, but you, you're actually just giving of yourself 
all of the time. And so I'm interested to know how, how I guess you've, you've looked after yourself, you sustained yourself, but also your marriage in yeah. doing ministry together for this long. Cause it's not all just been roses, right? It's, there's been some tough seasons. So tell me about totally. that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, definitely for our marriage, um, you know, we all have had tough seasons. The first probably couple of years um, of any marriage or most marriages, I don't, don't know, obviously can't speak for everybody, but the first couple of years can be a challenge in getting to know them and um, those those questions of um, who did I marry, like you are not who I thought you were. Um, so, yeah, so that you know, that's, that's one part of it. I think um, what we've tried to do, and we haven't always done this well, is keep the main thing the main thing. Like, you know, we love God. We love building the house of God. We want to see the church built. And we love family. So they're, they're what's in common, I guess, for Mike and I. We, we love that's what we always have got to come back to that, that we love God we love his church and we love family we love you know that's that's really what we have in common so anytime um life gets noisy and busy and we've got to come back to those things and yeah that's what we've tried to do throughout our marriage at different times um, easier to say than do at times and I think it's always for me it's trying to keep your heart sweet because um, life flows from your heart and and your marriage, you know, flows from what's going on in your heart. So, yeah, so that's that's one thing, I guess, for our marriage that we've, we've done. Um, the tough seasons, um, I think the most, the, the most difficult tough season that we went through was a few years ago now, um, three or four years, maybe three, um, where it's kind of, it was kind of like our world crumbled. Um, I think that is, yeah, the best way for me to describe it with, for me personally, is, you know, we had some challenges with our son, um, which was, was quite challenging um, in regards to drugs and you know, the destructive path that that leads um, anyone on. That was a challenge. Uh, we had some challenges in our church. Um, you know, things Mike and I quite often, or not quite often, every now and then we joke we should write a book called Honey, I Shrunk the Church. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be a bestseller. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, so we had that challenge um and we had um and mike's you know mental health um so this was kind of all happening kind of simultaneously across our life for for a couple of years um so that was a really tough season and um yeah so we how did we manage that? How did we get through that? I don't know. I think it was the grace of God. Um, I don't know that we deliberately made choices because it was just so overwhelming. But God carried us through and um, he was so present and so kind and so 
so real to us in so many moments in that season. Um, yeah. What was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> well, I have another one now, so it doesn't matter. Um, can, can you tell me about some of those moments where you felt God, God's realness? Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, for us, our son um, being, you know, experimenting with drugs and things like that, that was a big deal. Um, that had a, a massive impact on our family. So that was that was a daily battle that we faced. It was a, a crisis that we went through. And I think, um, you know, without sharing all of the details and, and things like that, in, in one particular moment, because um, it had got to quite a, a really... Um, terrible point where we had the police um, at our home and I remember in one of those moments um, there was a police officer there that just um, knew what I needed as a mum and she just spoke um, with strength and and guidance and I think she just really understood I I really believe it was a (laughs) God-ordained visit as such from the police (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) if you can call it that um it was a divine appointment you know she was able to orchestrate um a season of of reprieve I guess um but she just just really she was actually a Christian Mm. and um she had a faith and she just was able to you know, because there was obviously an element of, of shame, um, or not an element, a lot of shame um, in the fact that this is where our family was um, and this is what we were walking through. It, it was never meant to look like that. And she she was just amazing and, and I just really believe God, God somehow God orchestrated that moment where she was able to, to really help um, bring some strength and guidance and yeah in that time so that's one yeah big moment one thing that I never imagined that I would face but yeah never a journey I thought I would be on you said that Mike was his mental health was affected in this in this season as well yeah. so how I guess how I guess I'm curious to know a couple of things what how did it affect him what what was going on with him but then also how did it feel um to have a spouse who was going through that how did it affect you and how did you cope in that mm-hmm. season yeah I think um you know I think Mike just went into his cave Mm. And, um, and you know, obviously wasn't coping. Um, he lost a lot of weight and, mm. and just really struggled um, just with day-to-day, you know, getting out of bed was a challenge. Um, so it, would you describe it as a depression? Is that what he was going through? Yeah, a situational depression yeah. like based on the circumstances that, yeah. that we were facing. And it wasn't that he didn't want to you know be coping he wanted to be it was just he wasn't able and um 
you know, he may he may share more of that part of his story at some point. But I yeah. think as a wife, watching your husband struggle and um yeah, that, that was hard, that was tough. And I think because we were going through so much, you know, you look to your husband for for strength. Um mm. but but he didn't have that and that's not a reflection of who he is. Mm. Um, and I just really had to get that from God. And I think for me, I it was the grace of God. And mm. I think I I went into overdrive, so I tried to compensate sure. for, you know, probably be overly controlling and over planning and overthinking. And mm. um, yeah, so it was it was really challenging, mm. a really challenging season. Was there a word from God that that sort of sustained you? in that season was there anything yeah. God told you I think oh so many moments but I think the most significant was um that he will rebuild us I think mm. that was really um like to me it just looked like our life was in ruins mm. um it wasn't you know so many people face so many worse things but you know when you're in the moment mm. um and so it can be also consuming, but that that I will rebuild you, and mm. actually God will rebuild us better than we were before. Mm. And I think sometimes things have to um, come crashing down. Um, not saying God causes them at all, but it's an opportunity to rebuild, to relook at foundations, to actually allow God to to build it to really be built on 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 Jesus mm. so, yeah mm. what a powerful promise oh, yeah. that's cool yeah and I think we're still working you know um we're still on the journey you know God's still restoring he's still rebuilding we certainly weren't where we were yeah. and we're not living in crisis and you know God's so incredibly kind so, yeah you have three boys, so you're mother to three boys, um, yeah. and you you've said that that your journey, you know, in in motherhood, you've looked at it at various points and gone, man, that was so not how I yeah. thought it was going to happen. So tell me, tell me about your journey um, of motherhood and how you have walked those times where you're just like standing in front of a police officer and going, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, certainly wasn't, <laughs> wasn't the plan. Um, I, you know, we've got three beautiful boys. They're, they're amazing. I love being a mum to boys. Um, you know, they, they look after me, um, when, you know, when they're not going through their own stuff, <laughs> but they, yeah, no, they are really good boys. And, you know, I think as a mum, I've found you've got to feed them with boys, keep them fed keep them active and um, encourage them. I think not too many words though because, you know, um, yeah, I, I find with my boys when they jump in the car from school in the afternoon and I've got 50 questions for them, they're like, Mum, just <laughs> stop. Um, so I'm still learning that one. Like, um, yeah, but I, it's it's certainly been a journey, but, a, you know, in the in the most part a good one and I think, um, as a as a parent, you know, it doesn't always work out how you expect it will. Um, I'm very much a planner. Like I, I like order 
I like structure. I like to know what's next. And I think specifically in that season that we went through with our, our eldest son, um, there was none of that. <laughs> it was just um, all very raw, um, you know, and I look back now on that season and just recognise that God was really present, um, even in times when I didn't feel like it, um, but he sustained us and, um, yeah, really, really walked us through that journey. And, you know, I think we haven't seen the, the fullness of God, what, what God wants to do yet mm. in that. Um, but parenting, you know, can be a challenge. Um, I've got, you know... <laughs> a bunch of thoughts that, you know, I could give parents, but give, everyone's... No, you need to give me some. I'm having a baby in August, <laughs> Michelle, and I, I need help. Uh, <laughs> I need help. So give me give me your, your wisdom for parenting. What, what are your keys to doing it well? Oh, doing it well? Um, I well, think you've got... Just doing it. Yeah, just doing it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think you've got to parent out of faith, not fear. Mm. And... Um, you know, I've read so many parenting books <laughs> and none of them helped me when I really needed them. Mm. Um, but I think you've just got to parent from a position of faith. You know, there's fear. There's so much noise. There's so much There's social media. There's, um, you know, this whole expectation from from keeping up with the Joneses or, you know, other mums and parents. And I think you've just got to have a faith that God's appointed you to mm. be their parent, uh, whether that's mum or dad, and, and you need to get what you need from him. That doesn't mean you can't glean wisdom and, and insight from other people, but you've got to parent from a, from a place of faith. And I think I probably let fear sneak in. I was probably at times parented and I, you know, I've got to come back to this place um, constantly. Am I, and I praying prayers of faith, out of faith, not out of fear because I'm scared of what could or happen. Um, so that, that's a big one. I think, you know, if we can keep that in the forefront of our mind that God loves them more than we do and he's got a plan and a purpose and, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely one thing. And I think to add to the faith is um, just hang on to the word of God and specifically the words that, that God speaks to your heart. And mm. I know for, for me personally, when my boys were little, you know, they're still little, they're still, mm. they're still my boys. And I think um, God gave me that verse and that all my sons will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. And and at the time when God gave me that scripture for them, things were great. Um, and, you know, things were, it was, you know, a really uh, nice season at home when they were little and, and you know, you don't kind of, um, you're not really thinking about the future so much but just enjoying them. But just got to hang on to those those things that God gives you. And I know for for our eldest son specifically, um, at his a dedication, um, so when he was six weeks old, God gave us a very um, clear word through a through a prophetic ministry that was there at the time, 
and actually talked about this season that um, that we would enter. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. You know, six weeks old, I still was going through with my first child, still hormones, you know, um, after having a baby and things like that. And this word where he... Um, you know, it talked about this rough season and how to train him. It also talked about the other side of this season, you know, the potential um, in him. So to me, I kind of put that word away. I put it on the shelf and um, thought about it every now and then, but I certainly thought about it when we hit this, you know, rough patch and, and it gave me something to hang on to. It gave me some hope. When, when things actually seemed hopeless. So, yeah, and, you know, that's what I mean by, you know, when I say God's so kind, he actually really does prepare us. He goes before us and we actually, you know, a lot of the times don't have a, a clue <laughs> what's to come, um, but God really does. So, and that's not, that's not, for anyone that's a new parent or a new mum, I think you've really got to, it's faith you don't parent from fear so I I never want my story to instill fear into someone else as a parent because everyone's story is different yeah what what do you wish someone had told you as a brand new mum oh I think um let go of the mum guilt because I think there's it it may or may not come to to everyone, but I know for me, I'm just feeling the pressure to raise um, great kids. It was it wasn't something that somebody put on me um, as such, but I think it's the world that we live in. There's all these unspoken expectations and. Sometimes you've got to turn off the noise and actually, okay, what type of parent do you want to be? What are the values that you as a family really want um, to um, instill in your kids? And, yeah, so having some of those conversations really early on I think is really helpful. But really, um, yeah, just be confident that God's called you, that he's um, equipped you and that, you know, he'll give you what you need and and you won't be a perfect parent um, and that's okay because if if I was a perfect mum, then my boys wouldn't need Jesus and we all need Jesus. So I think we've got to, you know, hang on to that. And I think one of the big things, the hardest thing for me in well, there was many hard things, so I don't know if it was the hardest, but was the shame that I felt um, not of my child, not at all. I could never feel ashamed of my child, but shame that I'd failed him, that I wasn't enough, that I'd missed something, um, that I could have, what, what could have I done, you know, mm to to actually stop him going through this journey and I think a big part you know for God you know you asked the question earlier I think about you know what 
what were some of the words um, that God spoke. I think I got a greater perspective in that season of the Father Heart of God. Mm. And it was about, it's the scripture in Deuteronomy which talks about choose life. And I think I, I look back on that now and think, my gosh, how much does God actually want us as his children, as his sons and daughters? He's just wanting us to choose life in, in all of our decisions and in all of our, you know, whatever it is, whatever relationships, whatever choices that we're making in life, he, his desire is that we would just choose life. And um, I think I've got a little bit more understanding of the Father heart of God when it comes to our kids as well. You know, my son, my sons, all my sons, you know, I just want them to choose life because I know that's what's best for them. beautifully said thank (laughs) you that was beautiful Michelle thank you thank you for being so honest thank you for for showing us some vulnerability but also what um what kind of strength it takes to to hang on to a promise you know um in a season because you're right it's faith that that will take you through these these times in your life and um you know, these are the things that throw us into the deep with God, right? And, yeah. and that's where we yeah, discover who absolutely. he is. Like you said, that you, you only found out about God's kindness because of these these seasons in your life. So it's absolutely. incredible. And thank you. Thank you so much for your honesty. My privilege. And thank you. Oh, I didn't do anything. I, I always have this joke um, that every session for me, like ends up being a counselling session every time I record with someone I always end up making it about me so your parenting advice is very very relevant for me right now so thank you you'll do great you'll do great Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Favourite Friends. If you want to find out a bit more about us, you can head to the link in the episode description. It'll give you a bit more information about us at Favour Women and also at IC Church. As always, share this episode with someone you know, and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.